Welcome back, Pace. Boom. Doing another video in this creative financing series. This is turning into like a big masterclass. Uh, I can't believe how much you're sharing, Pace, and the value you bring. And the, the best part about this, guys, if you're if you've been watching this series, is the ability that Pace has to normalize these kind of advanced strategies of creative financing and help people understand them on layman's terms, everyday use. You, you use a lot of stories to help illustrate kind of how to do this type of technique right. and these strategies. And that's really important because not only is it important for you to understand, but you have to be able to convey these techniques to your sellers in order to put these deals together. So these really are important. Kind of, I feel like these are the kind of videos people will go back and watch multiple times. multiple times. You'll memorize some of these things. Like if you can learn some of the phrases that we're using and some of the stories we're using, you'll be able to use them with agents and sellers and private money lenders, et cetera. Like these videos will make hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, millions of dollars. Like Jerry and I were at a meetup last night. We had 350 people come to a little pop-up meetup. Police came. To, I don't know if you knew that. I was wondering if they would. There yeah. was a lot of people, a lot of in people that house. There. And people are coming up and taking photos with us. And the number one thing that people were saying is, Jerry, I made 50 grand from this video. Pace, I made this much from, from this video. Jerry, I made this. I've been watching you. You got my... It's amazing how much a free YouTube channel makes millions of dollars for people because you guys take action and you'll go back on these videos because they're so good and potent that you'll have to take notes and go back and rehearse them and say them and, 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 and get ready to say them to agents, other wholesalers, brokers, lenders, et cetera. Well, and, you know, Pace, I try to give away so much value on the channel here and you're bringing the fire and you're willing to just give and teach all of this. You don't, there's nothing that you're not sharing and not giving. In fact, you're sharing the exact deals you do in your own business and how you put them together. So tremendous value, amazing guys. I hope you appreciate that. Just leave a comment and let us know. Pace, you're amazing. Thank you for sharing all these strategies. I might be pretty cool, but I'm not a flipping genius. I don't know about that. <laughs> I would beg to differ. But this video is gonna be fun because this is actually probably of all the creative financing strategies, would you agree this is your favorite? This is my favorite. This and is it's favorite. the one that I'm probably the no, most known for. And the Definitely. reason being is because of all the um, negative things that used to come with sub two, yeah. the, the, the t things that people were afraid of, the boogeymen, like do on sale clause, DTI, like what if you take somebody else's debt, how do they go get approved for another loan? Mm -hmm. But we're going to take all of those negative things and we're actually going to do a part two of sub two. So this is part one of like where the deals come from, all that kind of stuff. And then part two, we're going to talk about all the negatives yes. and how to overcome them in sub two, right? Great. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about what is subject two, and basically the same thing we've done. And again, I forgot to mention this, but guys, we're putting all of these videos around creative financing with Pace in a series. There'll be a playlist. This will be like a library for you to learn everything you need to know about creative financing and how to dominate in today's market using these strategies. So be sure that link will put below so that you can watch all the other videos. We recommend that you go in order because we're trying to teach it in order from like high level down to details. Right. Uh, so this video is all about subject two. So Pace, let's start there. What is subject two? Let's start there. What is that? Okay, so um, subject two, to keep it really simple, is buying anything. It doesn't even have to be a house. It could be a house, a car, air conditioning unit. It could be sewing materials, which I'll get into in a second. Um, it can be anything. You can buy anything utilizing someone else's credit or existing debt, okay? So the way I tell this story is when I was growing up, we had 12 kids in our family. Um, Whoa, 12 kids. 12, uh, yeah, 12 People kids. have that many kids. Well, yeah, you're on your way. 
You got 10. <laughs> so um, we had 12 kids in our family. My dad was always working, right? Um, Jerry knows this more than anybody knows. That <laughs> Mouths to feed. Mouths to feed. My, par- <laughs> my parents would have to buy a dozen gallons of milk and 144 eggs a week. That's just like the only things I could count easily. And so my mom had to come in and pitch in financially every once in a while. And my mom learned how to be a seamstress and make dresses and do all these things for people. But there were times when my mom didn't have the money to buy materials to then turn into a craft to then sell, right? Mm-hmm. So she went to my dad one day and she says, hey, I want to help out with the bills. I, I see like things, the ends are having a hard time meeting. How can I help? And my dad goes, "Get." I remember this very specifically. My dad says, get creative, Corolla. My mom's name's Corolla. He said, get creative, Corolla. So this is what my mom did. My mom went down to a sewing supply house, knowing she could make teddy bears, blankets, prom dresses, anything. My mom is like a master seamstress. She went down to a local supply store and said, can I get store credit? And they said, okay, here's the application. She fills it out. They reject her because she has no prior experience. Mm -hmm. She has no job history. She has no income, nothing. Like literally all of the things that you need to verify to get loan, my mom got turned down. Okay, and this happens all the time. There's probably yeah. people right here, right now, that you guys don't own a house, you don't own a car because your credit's not great, you don't have experience, you don't have income, you don't have a bank balance, you don't have a job history of two years or longer. Or you've maxed out your credit and they right. won't give you any more. Right, there you go. And so what my mom did is she's like, okay, well, this sucks. And she goes back to my dad and she goes, now what? And he goes, going and applying for a loan is not creative, Corolla. And so what my mom did is she went to our church, our local church, and she found another lady that was a seamstress that had credit at that, at that store. And so she said, can I just use your credit with your name on it to buy the things that I need for my business? And she goes, no problem. So my mom started using her credit, acquired things using somebody else's credit, and they worked out an agreement that everything that my mom sold, she paid 5% back to that lady for letting her use her credit. Mm-hmm. So there was a benefit there. Yeah. Okay, there was a benefit there. And so my mom built her whole uh, seamstress business buying products subject to somebody else's credit. Leveraging someone else's credit. Leveraging somebody else's credit. So the lady had already gone through the approval process. She had already gone through and secured the debt. So the value in that was that the debt was already existing and my mom could use it to go build her business. Great analogy. Okay, so in real estate, it's the same thing. A homeowner goes to Chase. They get approved for a loan. They go down, they buy a house. And for whatever reason, maybe they refinance all their equity out. Maybe they have a job opportunity that they got to move. Maybe they're going through foreclosure. They lost their job, they're divorced. Literally 50 reasons why sellers would sell on seller, uh, seller finance or subject to. And the seller says, I'm going to go sell the house. Okay, so I've got actually where this logo came from. I'll tell you a house that I bought. So I get a call from an agent um, years ago and they call me up and they go, hey, I had a seller that went down to Wells Fargo. They got a loan. Remember, somebody else's debt. They got a loan to buy a house. Unfortunately, they refinanced all their equity out and I've been trying to sell the house for five and a half months and I'm about to lose my listing why, why is it at five and a half months? Because at six months is when the listing agreement will end. Right. So now the, agent, yeah. now the agent cares because they're like, I'm two weeks away from looking like a buffoon and not selling this house like I promised the seller I would. So the agent calls me and says, can you help? I go, no problem. Would the seller be willing to let me take over their Wells Fargo payment? Right. Buying the house, utilizing the existing debt. And the the agent goes, I don't even know how that works. I go, no problem. I'll show you how. 
So I go to the house, I show them this is what's possible. Now there was a couple objections that popped up. Okay. The seller says, well, what happens if you don't make my payments? What happens if the, uh, there's something called the do on sale clause that we'll talk about in the next video. So not making the payments, do on sale clause. Well, what happens if you take over my Wells Fargo loan and I go to get another loan? How do I get approved for that other loan? We'll also talk about that in the next video as well. But I overcome the objections and um, the seller goes, the seller goes from having to write a check for 10 grand to get rid of his house to letting me just take over the $1,900 payment. How did the agent get paid? Well, the agent who had already had a listing for five and a half months was about to lose their listing anyway. So I said, if I help structure this deal and get the seller out of the situation, I'll pay you $2,500 as a finder's fee and that's how I got, I got into the house for 2,500 bucks. So, and the agent was fine with that because they were about to lose the listing. They couldn't sell it on it the open market. It was a family market. friend, bro. They were, yeah. they were five and a half months into a listing. They looked like a, a buffoon and they were like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So the agent was like, 2,500 bucks, I'll do it all day long. So here's the magical thing about it. Dave um, sends me a text message. Dave is the seller of the property. Dave sends me a text message and he says, like one o'clock in the morning, he says, thank you for saving our whole situation. Da, 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 da. And I reply back and I go, Dave, isn't it amazing what creative finance can do? And Dave replies back and he says, sub two with an with exclamation the, with the, point with, the, with the peace sign. And I was like, that's my logo. <laughs> like this, And so for me, it just, this logo that, that we utilize just shows you everything that we're trying to do in this business is solving problems other people can't solve. And when you can have a seller tell you, man, sub two saved my freaking bacon, I realized the power uh, and I needed to tell everybody about this. So sub two is so powerful because somebody else has already gone through the process to get approved for the loan. Somebody else has already acquired a very low interest rate. Okay, The average interest rate that has been acquired over the last five years by homeowners buying houses is under 4%. It's like three point something percent. Now interest rates are six and a half and seven, and they're going to go up. And that's as of this recording. That's as of this recording. In, so in 2023, gonna... 24, you're going to be looking at interest rates over 8%. They're going to raise interest rates two more times. At least two more times, yeah. Right, to, to, to curve inflation. So what's going to happen is the people who understand, why would I go, why would I have to go to a Wells Fargo and go get applied and approved for a loan just to get an 8% interest rate when I could just go to Dave and go, Dave, let me just take over your $1,900 payment at 3.25% interest. So sub two is absolutely magnificent for that alone, but I can wholesale sub two, I can fix and flip sub two, and I can buy and hold with sub two. And and, res- and resell. And resell. resell. Right. You can resell with sub two as well. Yeah, it's, it's I did a, I did a recent deal in Metro Detroit where I do a lot of deals where it we bought it, we bought it sub two, and then I did my rehab. And turned around and relist and sold, flipped it, just a regular flip. But what was great was I got into the deal, not zero down, but little down. I didn't have to come up with all the capital because she let me take over payments. And you had low payments during the renovation. I had low payments, yeah. And, and the whole thing worked out really well. And I just acquired sub two, you know, and then flipped it. So people, it really works. People don't understand this has been around for a long time. Think about like leasetrader.com. You ever, have you been to leasetrader.com? So there's people that have leases on cars, right? They go, I want a really nice, fancy sports car. I don't want to buy it. I'm going to go lease it. So they go secure a lease. And then a year later, they go, I don't like this lease anymore. So they go, will somebody just come in and take over this lease? 
So that's buying a lease subject to. I can go buy a car lease subject to. Somebody else has already secured the debt, secured the agreement. I'm literally just walking into that place and going, I will be the person responsible for it. But here's the powerful thing. I don't have to apply. I don't have to have credit. I don't have to have anything in my bank balance, no job history. I don't have to show my tax returns. The last 700 sub two deals that we did, I never showed a bank balance, credit, tax returns, um, uh, job history. That's a big thing for wholesalers that are like, I want to buy and hold, right? As I'm scaling in my business, but the banks I'm going to are like, well, show us your job history. Like, I'm a wholesaler. Well, not only that, but uh, every buy and hold investor is going to run into a credit issue at some point where the lenders will stop giving you loans, which is really ironic to me because let's say that you've got 10 rental properties and you've got financials and you can show a bank that you know what you're doing, that you're successfully cash flowing. And the bank's going to say, you know what? You got too much debt. We don't want to give you more debt. Well, now you've hit your your ceiling with traditional financing. Now what? You want to keep growing your portfolio Creative financing subject to can allow you to continue acquiring properties where you couldn't otherwise. Right. So here, here's the good thing about, um, here's, here's what I believe. I believe I want to give away all my information. Okay. And I could spend thousands of hours. You, I, I spend time with you. I know that you're talking about maybe one out of 25 deals you're doing on your YouTube channel. You just don't have the time to talk about all your deals. I can give you all the information in the world but you have to go and implement in order to make money, right? Implementation is better than information. So how do I implement this? How do I go and make money in sub two? Where do I find these deals and what do I, how do I, how do I approach Great them? transition. Okay. Yeah. So what we've been doing, I've been doing this really fun thing with, um, at my local office, we call it the golden ticket event, like Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. And I go, the people that are the most active in my Facebook group, I go, you're invited to come out to my office, spend a day where we literally do nothing but implement. So this last month we go, all right, let's see how fast we can get a sub two deal on market through an agent. And what we do is we bring a hundred people in, we divide everybody into 10 teams. So 10 groups of 10 and we give a, we get, we're like, let's see how fast we can do it. You get a point for setting up a, a a, like a repeat um, appointment, right? So you pitch sub two to uh, um, an agent. Well, let me start from here. You got to pull the data. So where are we getting the, yes. where are we getting the opportunities? Do this, pull a list on, do you guys have this ability to pull FHA and VA loans on? Um, not, not through Flipster. We don't have VA okay. and FHA loans. Okay, cool. So if, if you go like PropStream, can, you yeah. can do it on PropStream. ListSource or any list of the source data. is really good. Yeah. ListSource is really good. So pull a list of FHA loans, VA loans that are on market for over 90 days. Those are hand, like, Base hit, you're getting a sub two deal. Okay. Now, why VA FHA? Because they didn't put any money down. Yeah. They have no equity. VA zero down, FHA is maybe three and a half percent down. So, so meaning that they didn't pay down where they have equity. Right. So that means they're a good candidate for subject two. Right. So I've got a deal I bought this morning in uh, Killeen, Texas. Uh, seller bought the property. They bought the property a year ago when interest rates were really low. They got a 2.7% VA loan. They put no money down. Market now has dipped 15%. The house, they owe more on the house than what it's currently worth. And if they sold it, they would now owe, they would now have fees. They'd come out of pocket. Yeah. Okay. So typically if you want that list, it's a VA loan, FHA loan, 90 days on market or more. Meaning it's for sale, but not selling because the price is too high and they can't come down because they owe too much. There you go. 
So 90 days or more on market VA FHA, amazing list for um, sub two. Amazing. You want to get a sub two deal today? That's the list. There's 10 other lists, but we don't have time for it because Tyler's telling me you have six minutes till we have to cut off and go into video number two. Okay. (laughs) So, um, because I, I got to be on stage in a minute. So the, um, that list, we pull that list, we divide, we go, all right, teams of 10, you guys pick your markets. So we pulled lists in every individual market. Everybody had like two or 300 on a list. And we made everybody go around in a circle and make three calls each. Perfect. Okay, yeah. round robin. It was just yeah. like stressing out and yeah, like yeah. implementation, implementation. You got to get around other people, that energy, that vibration. So um, we gave everybody a point for pitching terms to the agent. Okay, so this is what we were saying. Yeah. This is the script. Um, so let's say the agent's name is Jane. Hey, Jane, my name is Pace. I see you've got a listing that's been on market for over 90 days. I only buy properties by taking over existing payments. Would your seller be open to that type of offer or should I follow up next month? Okay, they're already 90 days in and they're like, wait, hold on. And if they say no, you've already said, okay, I'll follow up in in 30 days. So now you create a pipeline of these people you're following up with. And I would maybe add, maybe you do this, but I would also add, and I will make sure you get paid a commission in this transaction. Yeah, so what I say is, if we can get your pay- commissions paid, would your seller be Perfect. open? Yeah. yeah. If we want to say that because agents are going to shut right down if they, they care feel like- about only one thing in life. Okay. <laughs> I love agents. I'm, I'm, I make babies with one and my partner's <laughs> one. I love agents, but the most thing, the thing that they care about the most, the only tool they have in their tool bag is earning commissions. Yeah. Right. So, um, we, and they're sensitive to not getting paid because they've done work for free and all of that. So rightfully so, yeah, yeah, rightfully so. Because honestly, it's, it's not about whether they say yes or no when you're learning. It's about getting on the phone and, and doing the pitch and going through the experience. That's Momentum. what really because you don't have control over whether they say yes, but you do have control over you giving somebody the opportunity to say yes. Right. And that you have control over. And you feel the gravity of the momentum. You feel that momentum and that pull. And that's super important when you're, you're starting. If you guys feel stuck, here's the thing is you need to be, you need to implement, you need to be, to be part of a community. Like last night when you and I had that meetup, it's like that energy of other human beings is so powerful. Yeah. And so be, make sure you're joining Jerry's community. Make sure you guys are in Facebook groups. Make sure you're doing all that, that kind of stuff because you need to be around other people creating the momentum energy, right? Doing the thing that does the thing, right? Picking up the phone. So um, here's what we did. We gave people points based on pitching mm-hmm. and getting a return appointment set up because we wanted them to ha- have successfully pitched. I don't care Meaning if they got they the they have deal. to go talk to their seller yep. and you have an appointment to find out how that went. Right. So the agent goes, well, tell me how that works. Yeah. And you have to overcome that. Yeah. And you're a lot of people screwing it up, but they, what they would do is they go, hold on a second. Let me, let me ask my partner. They put it on mute and they ask somebody in their group, uh. what do I say? <laughs> <laughs> Which you guys, you have to have this. Yeah, you the have best. to have these moments of like, yeah. holy crap moments. Yeah. You have to have them. And, and the more you're in this business, you actually start looking for the holy crap moments because you learn that's where you actually obtain the information and absorb that information. In fact, Pace, I tell people, if you're so worried about screwing it up, practice in another market that you don't even do deals in. And then when you feel a little more comfortable, now come to your market. But yeah, I felt felt bad for all these hundred people because we had cameras on them. Oh, that makes it even harder. We were making them record each other (laughs) so they could go back and like rehearse. Everyone's looking at them. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And so here's what we did. We gave people points for setting up follow-up appointments because that means they successfully got through that pitch. And then the first person that got a contract won the whole thing. Okay, and we were like, all right, let's go for as long as it takes for somebody to get a contract, like written, signed contract back. 
And how long do you think we went? Probably did it that day. 45 minutes. 45 minutes and you had one. And I'm the buyer on the deal. It's a deal in Vegas, condo, seller has no equity. They've been on market 120 days. Market dipped about 180 days ago, started like six months ago. The interest rates went up, things have started dipping. They haven't been able to sell the house. And the, the seller's like, I don't, wait, you're telling me I don't, have to, I don't have to write a check? Some guy will just take over my payments? Done. Done. And he was in. Contract done. I, the guy who got the, it was the guy, his name is Edgar. It's his first call he's ever made in his life. So I had him sign a purchase and sell agreement, right? Because when you do a sub two deal, what contract do you use? Yeah. If it's with an agent, Tyler's telling me I have 20 minutes. Just kidding, two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're doing a deal with an agent, it's an on-market deal, you have to use the agent's right. purchase and sell agreement. They're going to use their state-approved contract. Right. And their broker is going to require them to yeah. do that. Don't fight with them on that. Encourage it. All you do is you need to make sure you have sub-two addendums. You have to have a, a handful of other pieces of documents. We can do that in another video. Which we have all that. We'll, in fact, we'll, I'll put a link below. We give all that for free. You guys can have all that. So you have to have all these things. Uh, we have like seven documents that we make sure that are attached to, on top of that as addendums. And so we did the paperwork right there. Boom, 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 boom. Molly, my transaction coordinator was there. And um, then I had Edgar assign the deal to me right there real time. He made $5,000. Because you wanted it. It was a great deal. Yeah, I was like, I'll buy that deal. Great. $5,000. I took over somebody else's house, paid a wholesaler $5,000 that had never made a call before in his life. That's how easy sub two is. And when people think creative finance is more challenging, guys, here's the thing. Sub two and seller finance is so absolutely simple that you overcomplicate it yourself because you expect it to be more complicated. Okay. Isn't that interesting. It's so interesting because if I do a sub two deal, I don't have to go, I don't bring in another lender typically. Okay. I don't have to get the lender's approval. I don't have appraisals. I don't have inspections. I don't have all these things, multiple agents involved and all points and fees and all this other stuff. These types of things. They don't have to, they don't have to wait for like, oh, the interest rates are going on. Let's make, let's make sure that we lock in our interest rates. Like none of this stuff exists. You're not trying to raise money, which then you can't, and then you got to back out of your contract. None of that. There's one fifth the amount of people involved in a sub two transaction than there is in a cash transaction. So when people tell me cash is easier. I go, really? It's five times more complicated. There's people that are appraisers are getting involved. I don't, we don't have appraisers getting involved in our sub two deals. It's like open escrow. We're done in three days. Yeah. Done. So sub two is more simple, but here's the challenge. The biggest challenge is there are major objections in sub two, which we need to be doing in the next video. Yeah. So we're going to cover that guys in this next video. Uh, We're out of time on this one. I hope you guys got a lot of value out of sub two. It's an amazing strategy. Tons of opportunity right now, like Pace talked about. Um, Pace, I'm going to put some information below this video, guys, so that you can follow Pace, learn more from him. Make sure you join his community. He's really active with sharing how to do these techniques. And now make sure to watch this next video where we're going to talk about the biggest sub two objections. Top five objections with sub two. And you got to know these because they are going to come up. They are going to come up. The number one compliment I get when I do deals with agents or sellers is that I gave them these five objections up front. They you overcame them before they came up. Right. I know I know that they're the black swan. They're going to come up yeah. when I'm working the deal. An agent or an attorney is going to bring, bring them up at some point. So I go, can I tell you the five biggest problems with this tra- type of transaction? Here's the five. This is what's going to happen. Here's how we're going to overcome it, blah, 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 blah. And then when their agent or the broker or somebody else says it to them, they go, oh, I know how to handle that. Pace already talked to me about it. So we're going to tell you about that in the next video. All right, guys, leave a comment and let Pace know how much you appreciate all this value that he's giving. 
with this creative financing series. And again, watch for that next video. We're going to talk all about those objections. We'll see you on that next video.